Hey everybody, welcome to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back highlighting Mayfair Supper Club. So I've actually done this pod before, uh, but this was way back when we first started, and I thought it'd be okay to revisit it just because we have a new podcast host, uh, Podbean, if you were wondering which one is the podcast host. And I just thought that I would, you know, I hadn't visited in quite a while. Um, it had been probably, a, you know, a couple months between visits. And I have to say, kind of nice to just sort of slip back into it. And, um, I, you know, I talked to the bartender, Mike, who's absolutely fantastic, uh, actually was in a tournament for bartending, which was actually really fun to uh, to find out. So um, I thought it'd be fun to revisit Mayfair Supper Club and some of the reasons why I think it's one of the top places in town, especially if you want dinner and a show and really a lot of bang for your buck. So uh, we're going to be highlighting Mayfair Supper Club. Okay, everybody, so we are back. So we're going to be talking about Mayfair Supper Club over at the Bellagio. So Mayfair Supper Club itself has been here for quite a few years. And I have to say it it hasn't changed the idea of what it wants to be. Um, it definitely has changed parts of the restaurant, uh, which is good. And it's also not as hard to get a reservation in here as it used to be because it used to be so hard getting a reservation here. But what's nice is that they've really figured out a really good way of bringing people into the restaurant and also, you know, making sure you don't stay all night long uh, because they do have sort of a time limit on the, uh, on the, uh, the reservation, which is important just because it allows more people to walk through and it does sort of scooch you out um, into the bar area, which is, which is fine with me. Um, so um, just a couple little basics. So they're open from five to 10 during the week, so Monday through Thursday and Sunday, and then Friday and Saturday, they're open from 5 to 11 with the rest, with the kitchen, and then Mayfair After Dark, which is their nighttime show, which usually is like sort of a burlesque-style show, is from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., and that's Friday and Saturday. So the idea of what Mayfair Supper Club is, it's supposed to really make you feel like you're back in the 1950s and 60s. Think, think like the Copacabana, the Coconut Grove in Los Angeles. It's supposed to have the sort of Howard Hughesy. Frank Sinatra, Don Rickles, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. vibe in it. It's supposed to feel like 1960s New York, early 1960s New York. When you walk in, it has these beautiful moldings of seashells and it has these like light, you know, light dust of pink on the inside as well. But it really feels like a, like a cool nightclub that you would take somebody if you were like, you know, to say, you know, Goodfellas, for example. It really feels like that scene where you're sort of entering and descending into the nightclub and sort of into this world. And what's really fun about this property or this particular restaurant is the live entertainment factor. You're going to see a lot more of this live entertainment. And I like the way that it's put, you know, set up where it actually it is a show. It's very different than, like, let's just say Delilah's, which Delilah's, I haven't been on the weekends. I've never been on a Friday, Saturday. Uh, but if you go on, you know, a regular night, Monday through, you know, Monday through Thursday, they're going to have a band. They're going to have a singer. It feels very, very elegant, very high end. And it's much more of a vibe when you go to that. It's much more setting the tone for the restaurant. Uh, Mayfair Supper Club is much more of a show. They actually have the stage that lifts up. It has a full band. It actually has, you know, a drummer, a bass player, a piano player, a guitarist, horns, so on and so forth. But it's much more of a show. It has two singers. It has three dancers. Uh, sorry, it has uh, five dancers in, in total. And... Altogether, it just is a really, really good time. Uh, the main difference between, let's just say, Delilah's and Mayfair Supper Club, 
Delilah's is really good for like an elevated group dining experience, maybe even for a couple. Mayfair Supper Club is definitely more of a party. You're definitely going to go. It's an ele elegant party. It's not going to be like um, like Ha Salon, which is a Mediterranean restaurant where they're just running around the restaurant. So that's, it's not that. It's definitely going to be something that you're going to bring like a bachelorette party. You know, if you just got married, it's always really fun. That'll be a very expensive meal, by the way. Um, but it's definitely a place to have a good time. They interact with you. They also, you know, will sort of, you know, little jabs here and there. It's obviously a production. They, you know, do the same sort of same sort of style each and every night. But if it's your first time seeing it, it's absolutely a fun time. So I really enjoy the live entertainment aspect of it. It's every single day, which you can count on, you know, Monday through Sunday, they will have a live performance. So that's why I like to send people here because they get that sort of bang for your buck uh, feel to it. Because they have a bar area, I always tell people to go to the bar just in case they want to have a drink, watch the live entertainment and then go on with their day. They don't have to do the whole meal. But if you do choose to do the whole meal, it is certainly an interesting blast from the past. Uh, the food itself is actually very good. I have to say that there are things, it's sort of like landmines um, for Mayfair Supper Club that you should maybe stay away from, at least from my point of view. Some people love some of these items, but they have updated the menu, which I'm really happy that they did. Uh, so you can check it out on their website, which also has the prices, which is always nice to, to see that. So uh, if you ever look at any of the appetizers that are here, they do have Caesar salad. They have a wedge, seared foie gras. They also have coconut shrimp, heirloom tomatoes, wonton soup. All these appetizers are big enough to share. A Caesar salad can feed up to three people, but, you know, safely two. Uh, so Caesar salad's quite good. Uh, the wedge is also delicious. Um, one of the things that I tell people probably not to get, because it's not the way that I enjoy it, is the coconut shrimp. The coconut shrimp's $35, and they don't, they look weird, like, to me personally. It's just not, it's sort of like those long strips of, you know, coconut shrimp. I like sort of the rock shrimp, the little guys. So this is not my jam, but some people do enjoy it. But I usually try to stay away from the coconut shrimp. It's just not my deal. Um, they do have caviar service. If you're somebody who really enjoys caviar, they do do it by 30 and 50 grams. Um, they also have chilled seafood um, or chilled shellfish, if you will, and they do have it in a tower if you want to do it that way. Uh, they have shrimp cocktail, which is $36. They have half main lobster and, of course, the seafood tower, which is $78 per person. It is mentioned on the menu, so just you know, be aware that that is there. They do also have sushi, which a lot of people do like to go to the bar and just have sushi. A couple different rolls. They also have uh, crudo, they have tuna tartare, which um, I went with somebody, I didn't go with somebody, but I was sitting next to somebody that got the tuna tartare and they really enjoyed it. Same thing with the Mayf Mayfair roll, which uh, typically I believe it comes with three in a roll uh, for this one. They also have A5 nigiri, if that's your thing as, as well. So uh, in terms of appetizers, I think it's, you know, there's good, there's good stuff there, but you really come here for the entrees. The menu itself is very contemporary American. Think like 1950s again. Comes with these big white menus, which is really fun. It sort of feels sort of throwback. But their entrees, they have sort of all over the map, uh, but, you know, very much focused on American-style cuisine. So they have a grilled branzino, obviously. Uh, they also have their Dover Sole, which is really, really popular, which is actually prepared tableside. They also have a main lobster, Thumador. Uh, Thumador? 
Yep, I said it right. Um, those are the things that are going to get into the higher levels. So those are going to be in the $130 to $150 range. So just keep an eye on that if you end up going. Um, another thing that they do serve tableside is their garlic-crusted prime rib. That is $90. They will bring out the cart. They slice it for you and then present it as well. So they do have a couple steaks in the menu, New York Strip, so on and so forth. Check the menu out if you want to see all the items that are on there. But a lot of the items are actually really, really well done and very, very simple, but really high quality. So I enjoy that last time I went, um, I didn't know they had this, but they added the grilled pork chop, which I think was a great decision just because sometimes when I go, I don't want a steak, but I do want to try one of the sides, which I'm going to explain later what side I'm talking about. That's just absolutely delicious, but I want a protein. That's not going to be, you know, the New York strip, which is 80 bucks. I want something that's a little bit more unique, um, but also, you know, pretty straightforward for me. So I actually went this last time and I had the grilled pork chop, which comes out beautifully. It comes, you know, juicy, tender, perfectly cooked pork chop with the bone. Um, it also has, um, has crispy onions, fennel apple salad, which comes on top. They also have brown sugar applesauce, which is actually on the bottom as sort of a sauce. Uh, but it's very good. I really enjoyed the pork chop. I would go again just for the pork chop. Uh, and I think it's, you know, delicious. Also, for those of you uh, vegetarians out there, they do have a cauliflower steak, just in case you wanted to get your cauliflower steak on, which um, I will not be doing, but it is there. Uh, but their sides are really fantastic. Their sides are really big. They're actually I've had sides just for dinner before. So I've gone here. I love, 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 love the truffle pasta. Would highly recommend the truffle pasta. It is certainly something that I come here just to eat is the truffle pasta. It can feed up to two people. It's a great side. It's probably one of my favorite sides at Mayfair Supper Club. I also love their potato puree. It is a classically presented and prepared potato puree. It's very creamy, very buttery. I love it. It's so good. I have to get it every time I come here. They do have truffle fries. I don't like the thick fries. I'm not a big fan of their fries over at Mayfair. I don't always recommend it. Um, most of these sides are going to be between $20 and $35. Um, so you kind of have to put that into you know in, into account when you're actually putting together what the budget is for this restaurant. Uh, they also have beef fried rice. I do not recommend the beef fried rice. I didn't think it was very tasty when I went. Um, but again, just a couple landmines you have to know about when you're going through here. Some people love the mushrooms. Um, they also have sauteed broccolini and, of course, cream spinach. Cream spinach. A very popular item, especially like where you have steakhouses, prime rib, a lot of places that were sort of mid-century, sort of like the 1950s and 60s, um, love to have cream spinach on the menu. So it's there. But the sides are quite delicious. But the menu itself has actually expanded from what it actually was when it started. And I think for the better, everything was a little bit, you know, a little bit limited, but I'm glad that they've sort of, um, you know, kind of expanded what you're able to get over at Mayfair, but the menu itself is, is great. Uh, the desserts themselves, I personally love the Black Forest cake. It is so good. It's so rich, and it's, oh, the chocolatey flavor to it. You could just taste all the calories going in, but it's not, it's so, so good. Love the simplistic Black Forest cake. It is my absolute favorite. Uh, they also do what's called the cigar, which the cigar is probably one of their most Instagrammable things on the menu. I am not a fan of it because I do not like smoke, that sort of smoky flavor, but it is basically presented as a cigar on fire or lit, I should say, and it's a milk chocolate panna cotta, a black currant uh, ganache, 
and then it has blueberry compote and then hazelnut crumble. It is not my favorite. I don't think it tastes very good, uh, but people love to take pictures of it and then, you know, it looks fun. Um, they also have like the sort of traditionals, like the ice cream sundae. They have coconut cream pie, cheese plate, so on and so forth. But they do have Cherry's Jubilee, which is very, very popular. And I think as I'm kind of looking at the menu, they no longer have it, which is very, very interesting. Uh, they used to have baked Alaska, but I think not enough people were getting the baked Alaska. So they took it off the menu and now we have Cherry's Jubilee instead. So it is quite possible that they actually do do Cherry's Jubilee tableside. Have to ask on that one just because uh, they usually did the baked Alaska at the table. Uh, but this one, you know, Cherry's Jubilee, pretty standard in Las Vegas. Black cherries, rum, and soft serve ice cream, which I had their ice cream the other night, and it is absolutely delicious. But the vibes of this restaurant is really, really, it feels high-end, but the thing, the thing that annoys me the most is you always get these high-limit players that come in, and they're not always dressed the correct way, and it just sort of, you know, just it sort of bums me out, to be honest, but this really feels like a fun place where you can dress up to the nines, you can wear a suit if you want. Ladies, you can wear, you know, a gown, you can wear a dress. And it really feels like you're sort of transported back into like Vegas in the 1960s. And uh, really, it's always fun to feel that way, I think. And even walking around the Bellagio, it does feel that way. And that's why I always sort of like sort of the col cultivation, cultivation, culmination. There we go. I got the word. The culmination of Mayfair Supper Club is really a microchasm of the Bellagio. A lot of big words in that sentence did my best. But it feels like it's elegance, it's elevated, it's entertainment for adults, and it's really a place that you can get, just really get the feeling that you're in a high-end environment. So that is why I like Mayfair Supper Club. It's always a great option. Like, for example, if you can't, can, can't get into the Lila's or you want something that's a little bit more atmospheric, um, I do love Mayfair, and the cocktails themselves are really fantastic. Um, it, it does depend on the bartender you get. Sometimes they're really well they're really well known for their martinis. Their martinis come in these big, long glasses. It feels very much, you know, the old school days of martinis. Um, and typically, you're able to get any cocktail that you need. They're able to make. They have a very large bar, which is you know fantastic. Uh, and other than that, they also have a lounge, which is just outside of the restaurant, uh, where you can listen to, they do have sort of like light DJ music, which is a slightly different vibe. But honestly, if you're going to be going to Mayfair Supper Club, I recommend when you walk in, don't be put off because it is sort of, you know, you have to go through a door and there's the hostess and everybody sort of freaks out. Whenever you get this, by the way, whenever you go to any place that has the hostess stand out front and there's sort of like these... It feels isolated because you have these doors one way in, one way out. Uh, don't be afraid to walk into the bar. I always tell people this. Act like you own this place because if you act that way, you'll get a lot further in this town than, you know, being a little bit nervous. So I know it's, you know, tough because, you know, you're, you're new. But that's how I recommend. That's how I went to Carver Steak the other night, too. Like, it's just there was a bunch of people standing outside, like 20 people walked right through, got up to the bar, was able to start eating my food and having my drink while I was waiting you know, to well, people are outside waiting. Uh, but again, uh, Mayfair, beautiful entrance, has these really, this really cool sort of rose awning, which is nice. And then you go through the door and then to the right, directly to the right, you will see the lounge area, which the lounge area, it's fine if you're waiting for reservations to go in. But I remember, I, I recommend you blow right past that, 
They have two double doors on either side of the bar. Go right through there into the main dining room, and off to your right, you will see the bar where you can sit, have a drink, have an appetizer, um, or have a drink, and then go have get your seat because they will come get you. Um, there isn't really a bad seat in the house. If you make reservations for Mayfair Supper Club, they will seat you in the main dining room. So just know that right away. If you make a reservation online, they will certainly seat you in the main dining room because they have sort of the auxiliary lounge area, which typically is reserved for walk-ins and you know maybe late reservations, but walk-ins, that's essentially what it's made for. So try not to sit out there. Again, you can sit at the main bar and have the full menu. Uh, the only thing they aren't able to do is the uh, table side preparations because it is sort of a tight space. Uh, but they have really nice booths. You can always recommend a booth, a table. Uh, there is not really like a best place to sit in terms of, you know, the space. Um, you typically want to be as close to the stage as possible. Everybody always says they want to be right next to the window so they can watch the Bellagio fountains, which sure, I totally get it. Uh, but the thing is, you're not going to be able to hear the fountains most of the time, especially because they have the live music going on. So honestly, you can sit. I want to sit somewhere closer to the stage because that's where your eyes are going to be drawn to when the fountains are not going off. And guess what? You can still see the fountains basically from any one of the spots inside of the restaurant. But if you do go here, make sure you ask, you know, just see if Mike is working at the bar. Come say hello. Say that Brian from Concierge Confidential sent you. Uh, he'll probably say, you know, cool. Um, if he sends you like a little shot or something, that'd be nice. So he made me a, a Bananas Foster. That's what he made me. Bananas Foster cocktail, which was interesting because I don't like banana, but it actually came out really, really tasty. So not a terrible choice uh, of getting that. I was also, you know, a couple cocktails in and a little, feeling a little tipsy. Uh, but overall, I love Mayfair Supper Club. It's always been one of my favorite places to go. I would highly recommend reservations at least two to three weeks out, especially for big holidays like Valentine's Day, for example. Uh, Valentine's Day could actually be a really good place to go. You know, Mayfair Supper Club would be a great place to go for Valentine's Day. I would always put on the reservation that you are celebrating something uh, because they don't give you free food, unfortunately, but they will give you a nice little rose that comes from, you know, wherever. And most ladies like the roses and get to take it with them. Um, if you're a gentleman, they will typically give you something food wise. I don't know why it's that way. It just, that's the way it rolls. It just sort of depends on who you get. Um, but that's usually what happens. But again, make your reservations in advance for May 1st Supper Club. I do have a video already for May 1st Supper Club on my Instagram and my TikTok, which you can follow our Instagram page, Concierge Confidential underscore LV, or my personal one, Brian underscore Ortega 26. You can also follow me on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas, where you can catch all of our videos that we make for this podcast. Uh, but I'll try to maybe put together another uh, another video for Mayfair Supper Club. Maybe I'll put it with a little little zhuzh, if you will. Uh, but I'll try to make another one, you know, sometime soon because I do have a little bit of footage from, you know, the last one. So um, other than that, that was Last Night in Vegas. We are closing in on the Super Bowl. So I'll be doing a few more videos and a few more podcasts about planning and making your trip for the Super Bowl. We also have Valentine's Day coming up. So I'll probably do a Valentine's Day pod. So that'll be on deck as we get closer and closer to February. We're almost done with January already. So it's been really great. Really enjoyed. I really enjoy doing this every week for you guys. And I really appreciate you guys listening. If you have any topics you'd like discussed or have any questions about maybe your upcoming stay in Las Vegas and you're just still planning it, 
please feel free to DM me on Instagram at conciergeconfidential underscore LV or my personal one that I gave out earlier. And I'll try to answer that question as best as I can. And if it's a good enough topic, I'll go ahead and cover it on Concierge Confidential in our upcoming episode. So again, my name is Brian Ortega. This was Last Hand in Vegas. If you see me out in town, come say hello. Maybe we'll buy you a drink. But remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>